Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. A defeat for Everton in the Premier League this weekend. Man um, United 2. Everton nil at Old Trafford. The early kickoff. I've got Pete and I've got Ryan with me and we're going to go through this. Hopefully not take too long to uh, go through the misery of what that game looked like. Certainly to me anyway. I think other people will have a different view on this. Well, I'll come to you first, Pete. Um the, the first thing I started criticising in this game, and, and I thought we were quite fortunate to get through, to, well, before they took the lead, I thought they had so many chances. I think, obviously, Paul, uh, Paul, obviously, Peter, um, you, your side of it, when you look at Ben Godfrey, I mean, completely stuck everything out, in, in my opinion, early doors in this game. And Jordan Pickford kept it respectable, so when he lose 2-0 in the end. But I, I thought it took... Sean Dice too long to take him out because I thought from about 10, 15 minutes in, he looked so, so out of the pace to Godfrey. Yeah, I, I, I think to be honest, I think the core was obviously a huge miss for Everton, not just in the yeah. midfield, but but in terms of just that, that you know, the press that he does and he tends to sort of, you know, harass um, whoever whoever tends to be trying to settle and you know, settling on the ball in the opposition. And I think we he was a massive loss today and that, and that gave... Manchester United the opportunity to be able to start pinging those balls over the top and Ben Godfrey was exposed time and time again. Um, I thought that it was it was a bit of tactical naivety from us. Um, the yeah. fact that we had such a high line, especially you know kicking into the sun. I don't want to sound like Jurgen Klopp here, but when you know Man United took full advantage of the fact that our, that our defenders were probably blinded by the sunlight coming over with the early kickoff, so it was. Um, but no, ex- that's not an excuse. That's just a you know that is a, top top Klopp. Top Klopp. You know. <laughs> no, yeah, no, do, do you know what I mean? No, you like sometimes. Yeah. When, oh no, when, absolutely, mate. Absolutely. When, it's, when it's, you're kicking it's into actual, the sun, you, yeah, it's you, factual you, information. Like it's actually just the way. The world is, you know what I mean. It's, it's just it's, like it's nature. So, you can't help yeah. that. You know? It's it's something I'd want to. It's something I'd want to take advantage of. Put it that way. If we were if we were kicking the other way, and and to be fair, you know, United obviously exposed that, and we know that United have got quality on the ball. Certainly, you know, Bruno Fernandez is he can pick a pass out from anywhere. Um, but yeah, I think it was just a bit of tactical naivety. Maybe we were trying to we were trying to be a bit too much on the front foot, um, early doors, and we just got exposed time and time again. And like you say, it was it was 
I thought that we could have made the change a bit sooner, even even just to go to the sort of three at the back and and try, you know, you know, just just go a little bit deeper. Um, I mean, in the build up to this game, I I was I was banging the drum for uh, for James Garner to come in and start mm-hmm. and to play Anana in that sort of more, you know, Decore esque role and have him sort of trying to run himself, um, you know, try and put pressure on the on the United players, but obviously that wasn't to be. Um, I thought to be honest, I, you know. Talking about just in general, though, Dave, I'm not going to be too disheartened by this because going into yeah. those three games, um, realistically, I was I was looking at those three games as much as I try and be optimistic and I try and sort of, you know, go into every game thinking we, you know, we've got a chance of getting a point or getting three. Um, I looked at those three fixtures and thought we could realistically be cut adrift here. We could realistically come out of those three games with zero points and our goal difference could have taken an absolute hammering. So actually, on the taking a step back and and sort of putting my positive cap on um i think that over the three games to get the two points and to only be two goals worse off i don't think it's the worst thing in the world and jordan pickford has a massive had a massive part to play in the goal difference in particular today because he kept the score um to a reasonable score rather than the cricket score yeah i think that that's spot on isn't it ryan to to come up to come away from a game there because let's face it we know we're going to be involved in this Hopefully not right up to the end, but if it feels like we're going to be involved in this for the, the, the bulk of the rest of the season, um, it, it's been the results that I keep on banging on about these results that everybody else got in uh, in midweek was was really good for us. Um, I, I think each one of them actually did as well. Um, but you see a game away, you know, you look at the three. I think Pete makes a massive point there about the three games that we had. Uh, Chelsea, Spurs, and United to take two draws from them. I think all of us would have bit bit each other's hands off for that. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I think it's important to keep that in context, despite the fact that the performance itself was sort of the type of thing maybe you'd expect going to a team like United, as poor as they've been over recent years. But still, it's Man United. It's at Old Trafford. You can't put too much focus on how. And I think Pete mentioned that as well. How poorly you've played or how many chances they've had against us and how many goals we probably should have received. You can't put too much too much emphasis on that, given the fact that you've got the bigger games to come, i.e. starting with Fulham at home next week. Yeah, that's exactly right. And I think it's one of those games that you'd, you'd rather forget pretty quickly and just move on to the next one. Because at the end of the day, I think when you look at this squad and the talent or the lack of talent that we've got in it, that, these sort of performances are always going to come up eventually. And to be perfectly honest, if we're going to have a performance like that, I'd rather it um, away to Manchester United at Old Trafford than at home to Fulham next week. So yeah. if we're going to if we're going to have a poor performance, let's do it in a game where, where it's, it's highly unlikely we're going to win. And, um, you know, you, you go in there sort of hoping for a draw. I'd rather, you know, walk away with nothing and, a tail between the legs there and, and hopefully that gets it out of the system ahead of Fulham because, you know, when, when we talk about results and, you know, a lot of people said it after we lost to Arsenal away that, you know, we're not going to get relegated or be in the relegation battle on the on the back of defeats to United or Arsenal away. Yeah. It's going to happen when you lose to a Fulham or, you know, can't get anything at Leicester or Wolves or, or whatnot. So all my attention is on those games and if we manage to get anything out of... Uh, I think it's tonight for us, but you know, this afternoon for you guys, that's, that would have been a bonus. So nothing lost there. I think we just need to turn our attention now to Fulham. Yeah, spot that that's spot on, and I think, I think, I think that's overall the feeling I get towards it is that 
if there are games, because obviously we're still going to lose games between now and the end of the season, as long as it's not against a rival for going down, I think that's that's the way you sort of you want to go. If you had to choose, you know, if you're going to get if you're going to lose a game, that's what that's the one you choose is, is against a team like that. Having said all that, though, Pete, um, the <laughs> the first chance in this game is a golden opportunity, and I was I was nearly biting my hands off when he misses it. Comes to Ellis Sims, um, where he plays a nice little one-two. I think it's with it's either a Wobie or I think it was a Wobie or Gray on the right-hand side, and um, it it gets and and I sort of understand what he tries to do because you do get sort of twixt in between what what sort of effort you want to put in, what what sort of strike you want to take when you get into a position like that where it's on the it, it's on the corner of the eighteen-yard box, and sort of you you're moving into the six-yard box and. It's either put your foot through it as hard as you can. Don't even look to place it in a certain area. Um, or, you know, just keep it as low as possible and hopefully you, you've hit it too hard for the keeper to get anywhere near it. Um, or you take a much more confident strike that he side foots across the six-yard box that he sort of scuffs and it goes out. When, when he did that, there's there's moments in games you get all the time, isn't it, where you're gonna you're gonna live to regret that. And I think we have we're such a we're such a club. I think many of us as fans sort of see those moments in games. And you think, yeah, I'm not going to stop thinking about that. And the reason I'm not going to stop thinking about that is it'll come to pass that it will have mass it would have mattered so so much had we put it in. And that's what I felt from Ellis Sims um, when he does that. I think it was such a hard game for him to go into because I mentioned at the start of it, I thought that that's a match typically we'll get between I don't know around twenty to thirty percent of the ball. And you've got to stay tight and defend well. I think by and large we did that because you look at the two goals there you got were down to individual mistakes. You look at Seamus for the second one. You look at Onana. I, I was I was spitting feathers with with Onana when he doesn't he doesn't track in with um, who scored for them again. He's got the first one. McTominay. McTominay, yeah. When he when he just he just drifts himself in and Onana doesn't stick with him and. I thought it was a dreadful goal to concede, given how well we had been quite compact and how we defended. But yeah, initially that um, that that Sims moment, I was thinking, there's there's your Chelsea time once again. There's that Chelsea moment you got, and we're only what half an hour into the game. Put it wide. That's I don't know how you felt, but that's what makes me feel like you pull the rest of your hair out that you've got left. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I, I, I fell for him to be honest with you. Um, yeah. I, f- I feel like, you know, it's, it's such a, it's such a quick chance for him to sort of take. He'd done so well in the build up to it. It, it seemed like he, he was, he was trying to get the ball into a, into a good position for him to be able to lash the ball. And, uh, you, you know, to actually put his foot through it, but the, touched but the it a touch, couple of times before he hit yeah, it as well. Didn't yeah, he? that was it. He just didn't quite seem comfortable enough with the with the position on the ball to be able to just lash his foot through it. So he ended up sort of going for a bit of a place. Look, look like he was lacking a bit of confidence in his shot. To be honest with you, it was one of those where he kind of looked like he'd missed before he did it. Um, <laughs> where, do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I don't, it, I, and also, I don't quite think he he realised just how much time he maybe did have on the ball. Because uh, it comes at you so quick, and obviously we can we can replay it. We can look back on 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 uh, slow motion replays, and we can we can pick it apart and all that sort of thing. But I mean, what, one thing I would say is it was good to see him getting in those positions and and having the confidence to actually to play that one too. And and he and he did show a, a few decent touches throughout the game. I thought he I thought he did okay. Ellis Sims going to Old Trafford and uh, you know under the pressure, we saw certainly a marked improvement from from the performance at Anfield. Um, I think I think the Anfield game was. He, he was just so isolated he just couldn't get going um 
again, I think I think even if you give Alice Sims a few more matches, I think that's the type of chance he buries. Um, again, I think he he probably looks a bit more comfortable coming in off the left hand side where he can open his body up a bit more and and like the goal against Chelsea where he was able to slot the ball in. Uh, but yeah, it's 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 one of those things. We we saw a similar sort of thing with Tom Davis a few years ago. Or was it last season at Old Trafford where he had a really good chance to to do the same thing? And he all 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 we were saying was just put your foot right through it. Um, you know, it's 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 one of those things, but I'm sure he'll learn from it and and, and we can move on. But it was it was certainly the, the best chance we had throughout the game. I think it's a lot of trust being put into him there, Ryan, when you see Sims is taking a while to get in his side since he's been the manager. Got that goal at, at Chelsea. Um we brought him on towards the end, didn't we, against Spurs? And then you see this today. Seems like those opportunities are going to be coming for him more and more. Still don't think he's in a position where I think he'll start necessarily start. I think he, he could well see him go back to type of putting Gray um starting as a sort of sort of striker. He hasn't been starting as an out and out striker, but he's been he's been leading the line. Um but I I saw more from him that was much more disciplined. I think he gave us an out ball when we were so deep, when they created so many chances, when Pickford was outstanding with the saves he made. He looked like more and more like a a striker that I don't want a stereotype, a, a big striker, but somebody who can hold the ball up if you need to knock it up to him and, and you know get up the pitch by 15, 20 yards. There was much more of his game than I haven't seen so far from him. And it, it, it gave me a bit of optimism to think, yeah, he's somebody who can definitely lead the line for us, particularly. I always refer back to it, and it's quite a negative thing to say, but he did. He started against Liverpool at Anfield and just looked completely out of his depth. You compare that to going to a similar away game. With United, it was it was much more chalk and cheese when you're looking at him as a as a genuine outlet as a striker for us. Yeah, absolutely, and I think that comes with a little bit of confidence. That the more time yeah. he gets on the pitch, obviously the goal, um, you know, you start to get that sense of a belonging, and and maybe he feels like you know after you know giving um, Rudiger a bit of windburn to to score that Chelsea goal that he can match it with these defenders physically as well and. I kind of thought there was a few times he, he actually worked his man really well and was able to sort of hold the ball up, bring others into play. And I don't think we'd really seen much of that from the limited chances he'd got sort of certainly since he, he started against Liverpool. So um, we're in a position where we're going to have to rely on him. We need him. So any sort of improvement we can see, you know, over the next few weeks, um, yeah, will just be huge. And, you know, he's, he was up against two really good um you know, defenders today and you just kind of think, you know, in this run home, Fulham, Crystal Palace, Wolves, he's not going to come up of against necessarily the quality that he was up against, you know, today. So um, certainly encouraging signs. I'd just be interested to see whether he stays in the team going forward or whether they look, you know, towards someone who can be a bit more mobile and close down because I think that's the next part of his game. There seem to be a few times where, he sort of looked out of position in terms of when we were looking to press and it just allowed United to to move the ball around a little bit easier than I think Sean Dyche would have wanted. Mm. The way in which he changed that midfield three, we, we spoke about it at length, didn't we, the other day, Pete, in the um, the Subs Weekly about it. Um, and Paul was absolutely spot on in, in what he thought would come in there, whether it would be Onana. Um, and he'd, he'd, he'd play that the way in which he did, where you'd see him probably a little bit deeper in it. Be Iwobi who come over as well. You have um, McNeil one side, and you have uh, Gray drop into the other uh, in terms of being central up front. 
And by and large, I thought that was okay. I didn't think we saw much whatsoever from McNeil. Um, hard to be overly critical of him because I've I've been I've been quite critical of him this season. I thought, why on earth did we sign the twenty odd million a lad from uh, Burnley who's just not gonna he hasn't done much for us at all. But he started to get a lot better since Dice came in. Um, I thought it was a tough game for them today. I thought actually, as much as I've criticised. Godfrey and rightly so that he could have helped them out a little bit more by tracking back because that's all you're going to need to do when you've got Wan-Bissaka on one side um, defensively that side and you've got that Anthony don't rate him either but he, he's lightning quick and that's what makes the difference isn't it when he's getting when he's getting behind Godfrey when he's playing so high up when they receive the ball I mean he had um, De Gea was just pinging it forward to him at will wasn't he as soon as he got the ball going in behind him but yeah more importantly on that midfield trio that we saw um, I thought, as much as I criticised again Onana for the first goal that he scored, the position he took in next to Adjusage felt a little bit more compact and disciplined than I thought it was going to be. Um, and then Awobi was clearly instructed to be the one that drags us forward when we get the ball on, on the rare occasions in the midfield. And, and, and I thought he was decent. The fact that we come away with the stats on this game, that we haven't had a shot on target, it's quite remarkable because I thought we were we were better than to have not had a shot on target, and that's obviously been a problem all season long. But what did what did you make of the the midfield trio and the way in which it started to operate? Well, I thought it, it was it was a tough one because I think United kind of countered the the the, the midfield discipline by basically just totally taking out the midfield with one pass, and he did it time and time and time again. And I think as you know, diagonal, as, as, yeah. Yeah, as I alluded to before, in terms of in terms of Decore's energy and that sort of, you know, in that final third, if you like, when we're when we're when we're trying to do a defensive block and we're trying to we're trying to do a, a defensive press, um, I think we did lack that little bit of extra extra athleticism, um, in, in that in that in those areas, um, in terms of Iwobi as well, there was a couple of times there where he's done. He seems to have done the the hard part. He's you know he's carried the ball well forward, but then his final ball. Has let him down time and time again, and that's just another. It's a frustrating thing. Um, again, it's the, I always I always feel for midfielders. I always I always feel for, for the midfield uh, in a game like today, where when you're playing without really an out and out striker. I know Ellis Sims obviously is only a young lad. We don't want to put too much pressure on him. Um, but you kind of you you kind of um, yeah. Every single slight mistake you make is going to be punished in a game like today. And I feel like if you've got a proper forward line and you've got proper attacking threats and, and, and you've got players who are going to cause problems for the opposition in that final third. I think it, it kind of, it puts them on the back foot a bit more and, and doesn't give them the freedom to be able to express themselves as much. And, and obviously without that out and out forward um, and without the real attacking intent that we do have an attacking threat, uh, it kind of, you know, it negates any kind of positivity that you can have in that midfield area. But I think they did okay for, for spells. I think Tom Davison and um, James Garner coming on, I think they did okay. Uh, James Garner, again, wanted to get on the ball. He looks like a classy little midfielder. I'm really looking forward to seeing him get a good run on the side. Uh, I'm hoping that, you know, with him getting minutes tonight, getting get, or t- today, sorry, getting, getting minutes the other night against Spurs as well. I'm hoping that he can be a big player for us, um, certainly in the running, and especially with the core missing for a couple of more games. Yeah, absolutely. I think I think that it's such a shame, isn't it? The the core, all three of them in that midfield started to really tick, didn't need the core, um, Onana and Gay started to really show what they're about as midfielders, and 
bit of redemption for both um, Gay and Decore, who I mean, I, I've I think uh, Gay stuck the place out when we got him back from PSG, but in the last half a dozen games, I think he's really showed what we what we first initially got from him when he first came to the club a few years ago, and Decore similarly as well. Um, thought he started his career with us really well, but then looked like he couldn't wait to get out. And then had that issue with Lampard, and now he's started to look confident and much more the kind of player that you want to see from him, that you have seen from him in the past when he's working on the dice. Um, the, the person who comes in is, is going to be even more interesting when you've got a team like Fulham coming to us next week. But before we get into that, which we will do later this week, um, Neil Mopé managed to get a few games. And um, look, I, I I think I'm pretty much, well, I know I'm definitely in the majority of fans who really don't want to see him on the pitch. Um, he, he he came on and I don't even think he touched the ball, to be honest with you, which obviously going to be a difficulty to, because we mentioned that in, in how much possession that United had. But all in all, Ryan, it completely defines that issue we've had all season. And look, if we don't stay in the Premier League, that's the first thing I'll be referring to all season long will be just no alternative going forward. No, you could you could sit here all day. We could sit here all day thinking of a different a different system we could play, um, different players we could throw in there. You know, you've got Cannon scoring all sorts of goals for Preston down in the championship. Get him back, get him in the side. But even that, you're thinking, well, he's going to be limited to the amount of chances we're able to create for him, which has been another big issue all season. But that's why I can't help when we don't get results from games that we really should. And I'm not saying today was one. I'm being a little bit more particular about the rest of the season so far. But I I always find myself referring to it when we haven't even just scored. We didn't have a shot on target today. Um, and you've got Mopey being the other option to come on after Ellis Sims, who's a kid that's still playing his trade in the Premier League. You know, you're, you're, you're really dicing with the devil to think you can get past not being one of the bottom three teams in the Premier League, aren't you? Yeah, and especially when, you know, the attacking players you recruit aren't to the one system. So, you know, when Mopey comes on, it's a totally different way of playing than what it would have been with Ellis Sims, and it's the same with Damari Gray. You know, there's no go Your route one's gone, hasn't it? Yeah. yeah, correct. And then, so you, you're asking the, the team to change the exact way they're playing, turn it upside down the minute Mopay steps on the pitch. And, you know, it's hard to do that with uh, a team of good players, let alone a team that's battling relegation. I think that's the biggest issue. If it was, say, you know, they're not totally the same player, but if it was, Ellis Sims coming on for Calvert-Lewin, at least you could play a similar sort of way yeah. and get a result. But when, you, when you're chopping and changing between different players and different styles, it just becomes a bit of a muddled mess. And yeah. I kind of felt it was a little bit like that with Mopay up front. He he can't really hold the ball up. He, he's not very good, full stop. Um, so you, you just lose all attacking nows when, you know, when those sort of players come on the pitch. That's right. I think... When he comes up, look, taking aside the issues that I had that we paid 15 million, I think that was a crime, really, paying 15 million pounds for a striker that never really did great for Brighton, hence the reason why they were happy to let him go. Um, and I mean, Graham Potter worked wonders with him by still playing him, but they needed it. They had that necessity when they came up to the Premier League. So it's very chalk and cheese in terms of what club he's joining and what sort of we needed him for. But I could never see him playing outside of a system that was 4-4-2 because 
you're not going to be able to play a long ball up to him because he's five foot seven, whatever it is. Um, I mean, Maguire must have been basically getting a cigar out when he saw him coming on and Sims going off because physically he's going to dominate against a player like that. Even Martinez, who, who like <laughs> he's been one of the defenders of the season, hasn't he really? Obviously won the World Cup with Argentina, but he's tiny too, but he's, he's still a, a top-class defender. He managed to work the way around how physically he's he's going to be dominated by most big strikers in the Premier League. Um, that's why I was quite excited to see Ellis Sims against these two being given his chance there because Maguire's not what he used to be. And like I said, Martinez is a small lad, but obviously we couldn't get anyone near around him and, and that's been that's been a big issue for a lot of this season. Um, but then to have Mopey come on, on what, 70-odd, I was like, Sean, is, is, is Sims injured? You know, it'd be to your last resort, the very, very last resort you've got if you're throwing him in to get a comeback in a game. Um, and again, I think you take that away from as much as I've slated him. Physically, he just doesn't have what you need when you're up against it at a big Premier League side away from home. Um, and that's not to mention I couldn't see him doing that sort of thing anyway, playing at home. So it, it, all, it all points towards how unprepared we were. Um, from a mistake we made by not getting anybody in during January, and we've you know it's going to be in our heads a long time. And you see Sean Dice leaving Finch Farm at midnight, having not signed a player. Um, we hope that isn't the thing that comes to the the, the cost of why we uh, we don't stay up here. But yeah, just a just a final comment from each of you, really, guys. Um, Premier League games are going on now as we record this. Uh, we're still level on points with the team that's in the bottom three. Uh, when things start to look a little bit more rosy, given the midweek uh, results, but um, is that giving you any any cause of concern in terms of you thinking that we're going to stay in this league? Because you 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 seem please not put words in your mouth. You seemed a little bit more optimistic than one would think, having come away from a two 0 defeat where we didn't have a shot on target. Yeah, I, I say I don't think today defines us at all. I don't think it defines our season the same way it didn't lose my head when we lost four 0 away to Arsenal. Um, I feel like we've shown enough fight and determination over the you know over the over the three games if you like. Obviously today was a bit of a write off, but certainly against yeah. Chelsea and Tottenham, I've seen enough in that side to show that we're still fighting. We're still we're still fighting right till the final whistle. Um, as I say today's a bit of a write off, but as Ryan said before, if you can have a bad day, have it at Old Trafford where where you kind of you kind of written that off anyway. It's not um, a six pointer, yeah. It's not, yeah, exactly. There's there's, there's more <laughs> importance and bigger games coming up for us in the in the coming weeks. Um. And certainly, you know, if you, I, I always at this stage of the season, I'm going to be taking things in chunks of three, and the next three games are massive. Um, so yeah, we'll we'll, we'll sort of reset, go again, um, and yeah, I'm I'm not I'm not going to be too deflated by today. I'm just going to be keeping an eye on the other results. <laughs> that's that's the thing that's the worst about this as well, isn't it? It's like you're looking at other results, and I'm like, wherever I am going out in the afternoon, I'll be like, who's done this? Who's done that? Um, Ryan, what's your thoughts? Oh, I totally agree. I just think you now you got to look at the next chunk of games and just see where we end up. This is this is going to be a pretty crucial run in. The, the fixtures open up now. We get a, a, a swarm of winnable games coming up. And, you know, I just kind of think that one patch of three or four good weeks can save you from relegation. And mm. or one on the flip side, one patch of three or four weeks can, can relegate you. And that's just how finely balanced it is at the moment. We've just got to hope that you know, out of somewhere we can pluck three wins and 
that'll be enough to keep us in the league, I think. And, you know, I just, I just can't see from the way we're playing how we don't stay in the league, to be perfectly honest. I think I've seen enough from, from what Sean Dyche has instilled in the team and the fight the team have got to, to be relatively confident we can get the three wins needed to, to stay in the league. Yeah, I think I think it's echo those views from both of you there, thinking that, you know, it, it's a it's a one off sort of if it would be a massive bonus to get a result against them, having like we did against the uh, Chelsea and Spurs. But yeah, we'll leave it there, lads, uh, and have a good look towards what's going on against Fulham coming up. And um, whether Carver Lewin emerges from whatever it is that he's been um getting getting fitter and whatnot. I know he's back training, so it <clears throat> might be a completely different outcome in how we play against a side like Fulham who are going to be without their main number nine given that he's out for what eight games I think it is um, given his assault against the referee so maybe that goes our way as well but yeah uh, enjoy your weekend guys and everybody else listening uh, enjoy your Easter eggs tomorrow and we'll have more stuff as usual coming every single week with the Blue Room we'll be back with Subs Weekly on Monday and then we'll go from there throughout the week thanks so much for your support as always and we'll speak to you soon Sports Social Podcast Network with Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.